Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. A reminder that you can subscribe to the show by clicking on the subscribe via email button on the left-hand side of your screen and then every time I upload a new show you'll be notified in your inbox. And a reminder that we now have our own YouTube channel and our programmes play there. Now, I'm sitting in Toronto at the PDAC, the world's biggest mining conference, and sitting opposite me is a gentleman called Edward Kelly who I met just yesterday. He's the president and CEO of a new company and it's exciting new company called Inca One. It has a market cap of around $10 million, about $1 million in cash. It trades on the Venture Exchange under the ticker symbol IO. And I think, uh, Ed, by the name Inca, we can assume that you're operating in Peru. Is that right? That's right, Dominic. We're an early-stage gold deal based out of Peru. Our project is in uh, northern Peru. It's, this was a project that was originally found and prospected on uh, drilled on by the Peruvian government in the 80s, and uh, it was sold when everything was uh, privatized by the Peruvian government in the 90s to another Canadian junior company, <clears throat> excuse me, by the name of Saladin Resources. Saladin took it over. They did approximately 6,500 meters of drilling, did soil sampling, geophysics, uh, came up with a historic resource of approximately 600,000 ounces of gold and gold equivalent. Uh, this is only on about 25% of the lost Silkebones uh, vein. And uh, what was interesting, what got my attention from it was that at this time in the late 90s, when uh, gold was trading between $250 and $300 an ounce, economic cutoff grades then were about a gram and a half which uh, in today's environment, uh, with tr- gold trading in the 1700 range, cutoff grades are now around uh, a half a gram. Uh, in other words, the resource has the potential to get considerably bigger. Yes, it has a, that's one of the things that's uh, attracted to us, us to it, and only 25% of the lost silk of owns has been drilled out. Okay, very good. Now, I want you to tell us about um, your geologist. This is the guy who kind of found the property and, and uh, rolled it in and, and what his background is and why he particularly likes this property. Yeah, Tom Hendrickson is our chief geologist. Um, he's been, spent about 20 years working in Peru, so he's worked right from the north down to the south of Peru, uh, looked at many different properties. This is a project that he tried to acquire three different times for three different companies. After working with uh, Nor- Norsmont, he was a chief geologist for Norsmont, uh, started into the company when it was about a $10 million market cap, and five years later it got bought out just this last January, a year ago, by HUD Bay for $520 million. Um, he tried to buy it for Norsmont, he tried to buy it for AQM Copper as well as Amagro Gold, and uh, wasn't successful. But times changed, and uh, we were able to meet with the vendors of the property and come to a win-win scenario where they won, and and, uh, we believe we're going to win here down the road for shareholders as well. Okay. Can you talk about what the deal was? If I understand it rightly, you've given them a bit of cash and and some options so that if there is any upside, they see some of it. Yeah. This is a uh, a four-year option agreement uh, for the first 95%. 
It's five million in cash, five million common shares over four years. And uh, the way we structured it is that the vendors thought that it was worth uh, much more money than that, um, just because of the historic resource and, and the potential on the property and the porphyries, etc. And uh, we, what we did is how we came to a win-win scenario was. For each additional ounce of gold that's found over the historic resource at the measured and indicated stage, they would get one bonus share. Okay, very good. Now, let me ask you, what, what, what's, what are you going to do now? What happens with this company as you move forward? You, you, you began trading last August, I think it was, and uh, you, you still haven't quite got all your permitting in place. Uh, so go on, talk us through what we can expect over the next, say, six months to a year. Yeah, that's right. In Peru, it's a little bit uh, different than other countries. You have to go through a number of uh, baseline studies to be able to uh, get a sort of a firm grasp of the current situation before you go in there and the government will give you your drill permits. So just in January of this year, we started full force in getting our, uh, our social baseline study uh, worked on, our environmental baseline study, and a sustainability program put in place for the local communities. Uh, we've completed a, a couple of those now. We're about 80% on our environmental baseline study. <clears throat> the same stance we're going to be, uh, we've started working on our drilling application. And um, we believe that once we have all this completed by sort of March, April, we'll be uh, going and having our town hall meeting, presenting this information to the community, getting our social permit. And um, by sometime in June, we'll be handing in our social permit along with our drilling application and basically it's about a 7 to 45 day waiting period after that to get our first uh, 20 platforms from the Peruvian government. Okay, so if it all goes according to plan, the drills will start turning sometime kind of mid-summer? That's right. Okay, very good. And uh, what's the kind of long-term strategy with the company? What's your long-term goal? What's your exit strategy? Yeah, well, once we've got the drills in the ground, our initial first phase of drilling is going to go in to be able to prove out the historic resource to be able to take it to a 43101 compliant resource. That'll take uh, probably a couple months of drilling yeah. and then some time in the labs uh, and work on the 43101. Sometime by probably Q1 of next year, we'll have those results and be recognition in the, in the market for that historic resource turning into a compliant resource. Okay, very good. And, and then presumably your geologist thinks there's something considerably more there. I mean, absolutely, you never know, yeah, do you? We're, Absolutely. We're going in to, uh, that'll be the first phase. The second phase is to go in and drill out the remaining 75% of the lost Silkevones vein. Um, it was only drilled to 200 meters. It was still fully mineralized at depth. So we want to drill it down to this typical kind of uh, system. Gold, silver, epithermal system is mineralized to 350, 400 meters. We want to drill it down to there. Um, and just continue down the strike. There's a couple of other copper porphyries that are on to the north of the Lost Silkevones as well as to the south. You can go to our website and be able to uh, download the, the PowerPoint presentation. Those porphyries are um, the San Antonio as well as the Cementerio. And uh, as well as to the south of the Lost Silkevones vein, there's the El Wablo zone where uh, we find that to be a very exciting zone as well. Okay, very good. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those that uh, if it works and if you've got it in a couple of years' time, you could, you know, 10 or 20 times your money. And uh, if you don't, well, who knows? But um, your current position is you've got a million in cash. 
what um, is that fair enough what I just said yeah, there or? yeah absolutely I mean this is we're going in um, it's exploration after all it's exploration we're, we're going in we know we've got baked in success right now with approximately 600,000 ounces of a historic resource that the Peruvian government in the 80s they had their pick of the litter when everything was nationalized they could have chose any project to work on um, and they chose to work in this area for the geology um, and we're going in looking for 5 million ounces of gold very good, and, and uh, you've got a million in cash at the moment. What's your current burn rate? Current burn rate's about uh, $120,000 a month, and uh, we'll be looking to do another financing at higher levels in here, but uh, uh, once we get the drill permits to be able to raise money for drilling. Okay, so, um, and uh, you presumably got people, even though you don't have the drill permits in place yet, you people, you've got people on the ground working and doing stuff at the moment, have you? Absolutely. We've got a, uh, our general manager has got a team that she's built. She came from Norsemont. We've got a real, uh, about 10 to 12 people that are working with us uh, currently that are from the Norsemont uh, company. Um, we're with the goal of building the next Norsemont. Um, we've got uh, Caddy Varigas, who's our general manager. She was the general manager of Norsemont in the past. Uh, we've got uh, our head of community relations is with uh, Norsemont in the past. Um, it's a team that's been there and done it, in other words. Yeah, it's a proven team. We've got a proven team on the ground in Peru. And, uh, I mean, Norsemont was our uh, success in the past. Okay, now why don't you give us a little bit about your background. I mean, you're a, you're a finance man, you're an IT man more than you are a, a rocks man. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself a geologist by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, uh, I would call myself more of a serial entrepreneur like to get involved with deals at the ground level, restructure them, take them to a certain level, and then hand them off or sell them to somebody else. And um, I've got about 10 years' experience working with public companies, primarily about seven years working in the technology space um, and also working in the specialty coffee space. What kind of goes hand-in-hand in, hand in this project is that about just over 90% of our surface landholders are coffee growers, and it's one of the reasons why we've made such uh, quick and fast movements with the community in building and earning their trust. Um, we put a sustainable... <clears throat> one of the things we wanted to do is, in part of Peru, you have to give back to the communities. One of the things that we uh, proposed to them was to be able to put a sustainability program in place so that, uh, uh, I mean, currently they're only getting maybe about 25% of the yields that they could have got on their coffee plots and, and uh, farms. And we've committed to working with them now for over the next three years, which could double and triple their yields. And that's uh, one way that we've got them to work with us and support us to move forward uh, on the project. Okay, interesting to know if coffee and gold occur together. Well, it's, uh, it's to be found. I guess maybe you can find some golden coffee beans there, but uh, who knows? That would be nice. Now, uh, let me ask you about the share structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many shares on issue? How many warrants? Uh, how much does management own? Who are your biggest shareholders? Yeah, good question. Uh, currently, we've got just over 22 million shares issued and outstanding, fully diluted with options and warrants. There's another 6 million, so we've got just over 28 million uh, shares fully diluted. Um, currently, my, yeah. manage, management owns about 43% of that, uh, including myself. These are all bought and paid for shares that we put up our own hard money uh, and, and acquired them. Uh, my biggest shareholder is probably Mark Levy, who was the founder of Norismont. 
the president and CEO of uh, Norismont. He founded it when it was about a million-dollar market cap, and like I mentioned before, it got bought out last year for $520 million from HUD Bay. And uh, another gentleman who's my, he's probably another large shareholder, owns over 2 million shares, is Paul Matizic. And uh, he's a very successful entrepreneurial geologist, is what I call him. Uh, he's been involved in probably some of the takeouts that you've recognized before is uh, Uranium One. Started a market capitalization of $10 million and got bought out for $1.8 billion. Uh, as well as Potash One, he started again at about uh, 10 million market capitalization, and it got bought out last year by the Germans for 450 million. And you probably recognize our name, Inca One. It's come from Paul's group of uh, companies. Uh, he's currently chairman and CEO of Lithium One. Okay, very good. So uh, lots of exciting stuff going on, and and uh, and um, yeah, what can I say? Come back and uh, tell, give us an update in six months or a year, maybe when you've got your final permitting in place. And, um, you know, it's, it's, the share structure's good. There's, there's not too many warrants. It's not too diluted. It's early stage. Anything can happen, and, and uh, it's very exciting. So I, I wish you all the very best with it. Um, Ed, just before we finish, um, just why don't you give out your website so that if anyone wants to find out more about the company, they can look you up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, our website is uh, www.inca1, that's I-N-C-A-O-N-E, Inca1.com. Very good. And I should say, in the interests of full disclosure, I don't own any shares in this company. I only found out about it yesterday. Um, but uh, I am going to do some more due diligence on it. But I, I quite like the story. Just roll on the permitting, roll on the drills. Absolutely. Thanks very much for your time. Very good. Well, Ed Kelly, thanks very much. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 